1: Hello, my wonderful, beautiful friends. Guys, welcome back to our slash Malicious Compliance, where people follow orders to spite someone. And in this episode, guys, terrible bosses are getting taught lessons yet again. And one Karen manager learns not to mess with someone's livelihood. Guys, I hope you enjoyed today's super satisfying stories. Don't shake your heads too hard. And as always, you can send or link your post to this email right here. Let's dive in. Many years ago, I worked at a gas station on a college campus. Mainly the evening shift, Thursday through Sunday nights. The manager, who I'll call Wanda, was a total crap bag. She was constantly failing her responsibilities, then blaming the employees when the owner would mention something. I had been working there for about 4 years, when one morning, I wasn't feeling well. I called around to see if anyone could come in for my shift of 4 to 12, but no one was available, so I called Wanda to let her know I was sick and unable to come in, since part of her job was to cover shifts when others cannot. Now, I thought she would be okay with it, but she told me to be at work and on time, or else I would be fired. So I took my sick ass up to work, and within an hour, I was throwing up. I even threw up behind the counter when I couldn't make it to the bathroom in time. So of course, I called Wanda. I told her I had to leave, as I was throwing up constantly. She then gave me attitude, but she said she'd come in anyway. An hour later, she showed up, complaining that I ruined her day because she and her boyfriend were planning to leave on vacation that evening. I started to gather my things, and that's when she asked what I was doing. I said to her, I'm sick and throwing up, I'm going home. To which she replied, uh, I'm just here to watch the store while you get yourself together. If you leave, don't bother coming back, you can consider yourself fired. Hearing that I just left. Around 8 o'clock Wanda called me to ask where I was. I told her I was at home in bed still throwing up. She then told me that I needed to come back to work so she could leave for her vacation. That's when I reminded her of what she said before I left and I said that I was more than happy to comply. I then hung up the phone and unplugged it. This was when landlines were still popular. So I plugged the phone back in at 11.45 and then called the store. Wanda answered after a minute of ringing, so the store had to be busy. Usually there's tons of college kids wanting to get alcohol before midnight. I said something like, Wanda, it's Christine. I just wanted to let you know that I'll be coming by Monday to get my last check. And also that I agreed to work doubles tomorrow and Sunday so Jackson could go visit his mom on the weekend. Good night. I then unplugged the phone again after hanging up. I did have a cell phone, but Wanda didn't have the number, and I didn't plug my phone back in until Monday. On Monday, I went to the office around 3 o'clock to get my last check, and Wanda was furious. She had worked an entire week's worth of hours in one weekend, and she was salaried, so no extra pay. She also got into a lot of trouble when the owner found out what she did, and I was rehired immediately. She was fired shortly after. Now that is a proper malicious compliance, guys, and I'm glad the owner had some sense to give Wanda crap and fired her for that. Like seriously, bosses forcing employees to work when they're too sick is already bad enough. But forcing an employee to work when they're hurling their guts out behind the counter is terrible. Especially when Opie's working at a gas station and is potentially handling food. Again, I'm just glad the owners had some sense to reprimand her. So I had some attendance issues at an old job. Not really. The policy was that within 5 minutes of the shift, it's still considered on time. Well, I had a new manager who wanted to abruptly change corporate policy and defined clearly that late equals late. So here's some background. It's retail and I'm in my senior year of college. I'm not making a career out of this job and I'm 5 years older than all of my coworkers. My immediate manager felt threatened by me as I had previously declined leadership positions to finish school. He always had something he needed to fix about me, even though I had 7 straight months of rock star performance. And I frequently aided in training new employees. Once again, this was a college filler, not a career move for me. I'm not a bad employee, however, I was a busy employee. My last semester working there, I had 5 classes, and I would be usually within a minute or two late to my shift. So the manager one day specifies that I'm late. It's 3.01, and my shift starts at 3. To which I said, marginally... He then, in front of other coworkers, decides that he's gonna put his foot down. And he says, No, you're late. One minute late is late. So I stopped my task and calmly asked him, Then what does it mean when I'm staying 45 minutes after my shift to help when we're short staffed? That's when he said, We don't even wanna have this conversation right now. And he left. And to be fair, he's not wrong. He just handled the situation wrong. If he wanted me to change something, we could have talked in private. But he wanted to make an example out of me and embarrass me in front of the new hires. So with that, I complied. I made it a point to clock in and out exactly when my shift starts and ends. It's glorious. A couple of weeks later, he tells me I need to do something two minutes before my shift ends. So I start the task, and then two minutes later I said, Oh, sorry, my shift is over. I then clocked out and left. My mindset is, go ahead, fire the employee that's been there the longest for working exactly his shift and not a second longer. He stopped after that. Guys, I love it when power tripping control freaks end up enforcing stupid stuff like this, only to have it backfire on them. I mean, who hasn't been a minute or two late for work, right? Like, sometimes you just can't make it on time, unless you're the person who shows up like 30 minutes before the shift starts. With that said though guys, a lot of people are commenting, agreeing with OP's boss, that late is late, even if it's one minute. So, let me know guys, do you agree or disagree? Personally, I'm a person who hates being late, but even the one minute late thing to work is pretty wild. So this happened about 15 years ago. I was working as a server in a chain restaurant during the summer while I was home from college. I had gone to a party one night, gotten hammered, and then passed out near this bonfire in the brush by the tree line of this big field. I woke up the next morning feeling pretty rough and gradually saw large patches of poison ivy popping up all over my body. By the end of the day, it was absolutely horrendous head to toe. I then realized that I had slept in a patch of poison ivy. I could barely move, so I went to the doctor who put me on steroids and bed rest. I was scheduled to work the next day, and I called my supervisor to let him know that aside from not being able to move my limbs because of the swelling, itching, and pain, it just looked awful, and I should not be serving food to customers. My manager was an a-hole about it. At first, he didn't believe me. He then starts asking me questions, trying to poke holes in my story, and then demanded a doctor's note. So I called my doctor and had one sent to him. The note cleared me from work for at least a week. A few days later, I get a call from my manager. They're slammed on a busy weekend night, and they need me to come in. I remind him that I have a doctor's note, that it hasn't been a week, and while I'm feeling better, I'm still covered in oozing sores. That's when he tells me, I think you've had long enough. You need to come in now, or you'll be fired. I tried to argue, but again, he threatened my livelihood. So I'm thinking, fine. I go and put on my shorts, a polo shirt with the company logo, name tag, and apron, and then head to the restaurant. I get to the hostess stand, and everyone around me just stares at my skin, with their jaws dropped. I tell the hostess that I was called into work, and I would like to check with the manager about where my section will be. She tells me he's really busy, in the party room, helping out with a very large group, and that I probably shouldn't go in there. She offers to go get him, and tries to get me to move to a more conspicuous place but I insisted, no. I was told I would be fired if I didn't come to work today. So with that, I walked straight back to the party room. I then tapped my manager on the shoulder and cheerily said, hi manager, I'm here for my shift. How can I help? What do you need me to do? Everyone just stared at me like, why are you even working? My manager's eyes opened wide in horror and he told me immediately to go back home. I then loudly protested in front of everyone that I was feeling better, that my sores weren't that bad, and I was very worried about being fired, like he told me on the phone. I then heard one person say, Yeah, I don't think you should be working like this. And with that, the manager told me to go home, which I did. Now, this was not the first incident where the manager was an absolute prick. And I was so mad that I called to quit the morning of my next legitimate shift I was scheduled for after the poison ivy cleared up. So yeah, OP didn't come back to update that post, guys. So we'll never know if the manager was reprimanded or not. But again, I really hope that they were. Because threatening an employee like that is such an a hole move. And if I were in OP's shoes, guys, I would not have even bothered to come in. Like you're forcing me to work while I have a doctor's note saying that I shouldn't. It's time to take that to the labor board, guys.
0: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Want to teach your kids financial literacy but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids spending and saving while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence.
1: Back in the warehouse days, we had an ever-growing clearance section. Because of this, the company employed a delivery driver to be solely responsible for delivering clearance items purchased by customers. This delivery driver, who we'll call John, was amazing. The guy was a veteran of the industry. He had two trucks, a smaller and a larger one, and he did most of the heavy lifting, and always took the time to chat to me as I helped him load up his delivery run. He would even bring me beer when it was an extremely hot day, and he knew I'd been busting my ass. He had worked for a bunch of high-end furniture stores, but when the recession hit and companies went belly up or cut costs, he found himself struggling for work. The company I worked for had a problem with delivery drivers, due to the fact that the company was cheap and wouldn't pay the industry rates most delivery drivers charged. John was happy to make a few concessions for cash-in-hand deliveries, and naturally, management took advantage of that. After a few problems in the warehouse, I asked John if I could get a few shifts working for him as a delivery assistant. John immediately said yes as he had problems of his own with lazy employees. I immediately fell in love with the work. We would do a 4 a.m. start to get deliveries, and if we scheduled it correctly, we could be done by 2 or 2:30. I love the physicality of it. I love being on the open road and love swapping stories with John. He would talk about his wife and kids, and I would make fun of his tacky scorpion tattoo. So, the problem started when John would get his delivery run sheet from the store, and he would see the delivery prices quoted to the customer from our Karen manager. To give you an idea, the store would charge $95 for a local delivery. This was a full day of deliveries, and approximately 20 to 30 deliveries. John would charge slightly more, as he was doing maybe 5 to 8 deliveries, and they would be all over, as opposed to all being in a specific area. John would go in and chat to the manager and asked why a customer was only being charged $50 for a three-seater sofa bed going up six flights of stairs, when it normally would be a 110 delivery charge and $100 for every flight of stairs past the first level. The manager would just shrug and say she reduced the delivery to close the sale. We'd often get deliveries where we'd have to carry a 10-piece sectional sofa up 7 flights of stairs because the customer wouldn't reserve an elevator. Or in some cases, the goods wouldn't even fit in the lift. We'd get the sofa inside, unbag it, connect the sections, take the garbage away, only for the customer to hand John $30 in cash. It was soul-crushing. I remember getting the customer to sign off on the paperwork as John said he'd meet me back at the truck. I grabbed the last bits of garbage and made my way downstairs and jumped into the passenger seat. John was trying not to look at me because he'd been crying. I asked if he was okay and he kind of broke down a little and confided in me. He told me that he was struggling with bills, that the company I worked for was his only decent paying job, that he was being screwed over by the manager, that he might even have to sell his trucks to pay his bills. Hearing all that, my heart went out for this guy. He was becoming a fast friend and genuinely loved his job. So with that, I began to hatch a plan. Based on my insider knowledge of the manager, the area manager, and the general manager, and the company in general, I took John to a small bar and I bought us a few drinks. We sat in a booth and I began to lay out my plan for revenge. I asked John why he didn't give the manager a price list and charge more for deliveries. John said, if I do that, the manager said she'd drop me as their driver and find someone cheaper. At that, I laughed and said, call her now and quit. I explained that I had seen the run sheet for tomorrow and we had a massive run, like 10 deliveries, and we already knew the manager had quoted ridiculously cheap prices, like $20 a delivery. John wasn't sure, so I said, look, any other contract driver would charge $200 minimum per delivery. There's no way another driver will touch this company. You're the only one who will do it. So with that, John gets on the phone. He called the manager, put her on speaker, and quit right then and there. The manager, as expected, talked a big game. She said they'd be better off without John, and that he just lost his biggest contract. John hung up, looking sick and panicked. I reassured him that it would be okay. I checked my watch. The store closed at 5pm, and it was currently 1pm. I promised John that by 4pm, he would get a call back from the manager. In the meantime, I told him that we would set about creating a new list of demands. That if they were going to employ John, they would have to do the following. Number 1. Charge a preset price, given to them by John. Number 2. Pay for John's assistant and gas. 3. For any difficult deliveries, like balcony lifts, fire escape deliveries, they would charge an additional fee. And number 4. If they wanted to terminate John, they would have to give him appropriate notice. Sure enough, at 4.30, John's phone rings, and would you look at that, it's the manager. John answers and puts the phone on speaker. The manager, in a much more polite tone, says if John would do the delivery tomorrow, she'll give him a $50 gift card from the store. I immediately hang up the call. John looks at me in disbelief, and I tell him, when she calls back, you lay out your demands, and that's that. Five minutes later, his phone rings again. It's the manager. John answers, and puts her on speakerphone. The manager starts her spiel, but John cuts her off. He then begins listing the problems he's having with the company. At first, he's nervous, but then the months of being screwed over kicked in, and he lays down the law like a champion. The manager laughs off John's request, and I encourage John to relay the next bit of information to the manager. John says to her, You know as well as I do that no other contract company or contract driver would get out of bed for less than $250 a delivery. For what you're proposing, you can either sign off on my demands or good luck tomorrow. The manager says, Fine, fine, just do the delivery tomorrow and then after we can. He then stops her right there and says, No, I'm coming down there right now. You'll sign off on everything today. Then we'll load the truck up tonight and finish the delivery tomorrow. And with that, he hangs up. We go to the store and the manager looks absolutely pissed. She keeps bitching that John has her between a rock and a hard place and that John's extorting her. I can't help but to point out that I'm sure John's kids would like to eat tomorrow. And with that, John slaps down the new contract that he's written up by hand and says, Sign it. The manager signs it, and John backs his truck into the warehouse. We notice as per usual, it's sofa beds, glass coffee tables, big sectionals, the heaviest items that the company sells. The manager walks out to the warehouse and smirks as we struggle to load the extremely heavy goods into the truck. As we finish, the manager has a few snarky parting words. She says to John, John, with this new contract, just so we're clear, you have to fulfill the delivery, no matter what. I say to her, no matter what. She then says, even if the customer isn't home, I expect you to make sure the goods are there. I don't want any goods coming back to the warehouse. Got it? John says, you got it. And with that, it was a glorious delivery day the next day. 80% of customers' goods wouldn't fit, as the manager didn't explain to the customers that they had to measure their door frames. We had customers screaming at us, abusing us, saying it was unfair that they now had to pay more than $20 and how dare we charge them more, and that someone's getting fired over this. We would just laugh and complied with the manager's demands. We apologized and we left every piece of furniture at the property. Some in the hallways and some in the middle of doorways and some we just left at the front door as some customers refused to accept the delivery as they didn't want to pay us any money at all. For the nice ones who had cash ready and they were happy to pay for our obvious efforts, we went that extra mile to get the goods inside and make sure they had the best delivery experience possible. So here's the fallout. The manager had to call each and every customer and explain that they'd misquoted delivery prices. When the customers refused to pay more, the manager had to pay out delivery costs by invoicing the company. Which cost her a bunch of bonuses and her job. Guys, what a satisfying ending to that post. And I absolutely loved what happened to that Karen manager. And this is what happens when you try to screw someone's livelihood all to get that sweet commission. And OP does come back with an update that said, what happened with John? So after I quit my warehouse job, I landed a few acting gigs, and I finally landed an acting role on a prominent series. Once at the job, I managed to talk to one of the producers about John, and John got a job picking up the sets from the studio warehouses and transferring the sets to the studio. He would then work with the night crew to set up and get them ready for the next day's shooting. I see him around the studio a lot, between setups, and also most nights when I rap. He's making great money, and he's comfortably supporting his family and putting his kids through school. So I work as a direct support person. My company has some serious hate towards cell phones. They used to fire people on the spot if they're caught with a cell phone. Due to a downturn, they lost about 40% of the staff and roughly half oversights. So they're basically hiring pretty much anyone and throwing overtime at anyone who asked for it. But they're still really struggling. It's to the point where they have to have someone pick clients up and bring them to other clients' places because they don't have enough staff to cover everyone. I work with a large amount of clients, and I'm pretty much capable of doing anything supervisors can do. I'm also the one who's trained many employees, so they often come to me before they go to supervisors. So last week, I was working, and I was bored out of my skull as usual. So I was on my phone. That's when one of the managers walks in, and she sneaks up to me and tapped me on the shoulder. I turned, took a look at the manager, and casually say hi. The manager then acted like I was surprised and tried to hide the fact I was using my phone. I was casually holding it as the manager gave me a long lecture. I then told the manager, look, I work 16 hours a day, and I took on a lot of tasks that I don't have just to give the supervisor some breathing space. It's not affecting my job, so I'm going to use my phone when there's nothing else to do. At that, the manager smirks and told me to put my phone away and told me to come to her office. I remind the manager of how crappy some employees were, like late every day, sleeping on the job, and they didn't get fired, so why would I get fired for using a cell phone after I'm done my work? I was then told, if I can't stay off my phone, then this isn't the right job for me. So hearing that, I grabbed my stuff and then clocked out. I tell her, maybe this isn't the job for me, good luck finding someone else. The manager was jumping all over the place, screaming how I can't abandon my clients. The manager begged me to stay just a bit so someone can come and take over, and I said no. I got in my car and left, with the manager standing there watching me dumbstruck. A bit over an hour later, she contacts me and apologized for what happened. I was informed that they really need me around, and from now on, if anyone comes in and sees me on my phone, no one will say a word. I reluctantly agreed to come back the next day, but I told her if I ever hear anything about me being on the phone again, I'm gone. Just a few hours ago, the manager came and saw me on my phone. Not a single word about the phone was mentioned. Kudos to OP for knowing their worth and calling that manager's bluff guys. And I love it when employees have the upper hand in situations like that. Like if I was a boss and I was going to enforce a silly rule like that, the moment my employee says, hey, I'm working 16 hours a day and doing tasks that I'm not supposed to be doing, I think I would have apologized and walked away. Like when you're bleeding workers, you don't piss off the productive ones that keep the company running. And that, my friends, brings us to another NFR slash malicious compliance. Guys, I hope you enjoyed today's satisfying stories. If you did, hit that thumbs up. And if you're not subscribed, consider subscribing so you don't miss these crazy stories. And if you missed the last episode on the channel, it's an r slash petty revenge. Guys, I know I haven't done those in a while. So if you haven't checked it out, go check it out because a Karen pretends that she's in the HOA and she causes trouble. She keeps calling cops on people. So yeah, go check it out if you haven't. And myself and Stevie Boy will see you guys in the next one. We love you.
0: This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it.